Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. Good morning. This is S.E., your host of the Legally Steal Show, coming at you for another exciting week of what's happening in the world. Check this out for a minute. Tell me what you think about it. A little smooth jazz type this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, this has been one heck of a week. One heck of a week for me. Uh, just yesterday, I don't know if you got a chance to look at live national television, but your host here at C-Day was live on daytime, syndicated national uh, television show in 116 markets, talking about the book, The Negotiating Experience. But those of you who know me, you know that you can't get a copy of The Negotiating Experience at your local bookstore. It's only through credit unions. The book is designed for the credit union industry because my goal as a credit union advocate is to attract more people into the credit union. I think that, and I'll tell you, I, uh, let me tell you this, I think that it's, a, it's truly a, a shame that more people, less than 90 million Americans, it may sound like a lot, but there are you know, nearly 320 million Americans, according to the U.S. Census, but less than 90 million of us are credit union members. What's the problem? You should be a part of a credit union. And just yesterday, I had the opportunity to sit down with individuals from the National Credit Union Administration in one of their conferences uh, talking about credit unions. It was geared towards the future of credit unions and what we are doing in the industry uh, credit unions to make credit unions more viable over banks. So this has been a this has been an awesome week. Um, the the television station called me up; they wanted me on. So this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Also, also today at 3 p.m. I debut live in the Tampa Bay market and Arkansas markets. So make sure you tune in there. Always check out our blog. Our blog has all of that information on it. But it's our blog is bitly bit dot ly slash l s s that's capital L capital S capital S blog bitly slash l s s blog check it out you'll be able to tune in to the show this evening if you happen to catch this one later then you'll be able to see the live video stream of my mug on tan talk thirteen forty that's tan talk thirteen forty dot com you'll be able to check it out. See what's going on. Listen, I'm telling you, everything is great. Now, I have to play this audio. It's actually a video on YouTube sent to me by my dear friend over at the uh, Credit Union Journal, uh, Miss Joanne Kale, and she is she's part of their strategic marketing plan. But you gotta listen. You gotta listen to this. And this is it's called the reasons. Or reasons for joining reasons for joining a credit union. You can check it out on YouTube. Click it. But I want you to check this out and let me know. Let me know what you think about it. It's really funny. I have to go out for a while. Why? I am afraid I have to go to my bank. You still do business with a bank? Yes. But what real choice do I have? You could be smart and join a credit union. I've heard credit unions are great, but I am not eligible to join. Anyone can join a credit union. Even me? My bank has eroded just about all my self-worth. Even you. And at a credit union, you'll be worth more. I don't have a lot of money. 
Most of my paycheck goes to pay the bank fees. Credit unions charge much lower fees. Let's call your bank and close your account. There is a fee for that. For closing your account? For closing the account and for calling to ask about closing the account. Then let's go down there right now. There's a fee if I visit in person. Plus, the branch manager gets to poke you with a stick while you wait in line. That's outrageous. You should complain. I did complain. There was a fee for that. And a vice president came to my house and poked me with a sharper stick. And then he charged me a fee for the gas. Why in the world would you put up with that? I enjoy pain. I go to blind dentists every week. I have season tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I don't even live there. I record C-SPAN, and I'm a bank customer. I can help you with that last one. We're going to the credit union. I am afraid. Will someone poke me with a stick there? I'm thinking about doing it myself right now. If you do, I'll report you to the credit union journal. <laughs> now, that's a... That's 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 actually brought to you by the Credit Union Journal, and and when you get a chance, go to YouTube, check it out. Of course, it's an animated video, um, but it really talks about what the Credit Union mission is and what we've been fussing about over over the years, and what we're still. I mean, this is this is perfect timing, perfect timing right now uh, with 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 what's happening in the economy with with what's happening in the legislature as far as the the new consumer protection bureau absolutely honestly the new consumer protection bureau was released or opened this week it became official this week and they are actually looking at putting a um i think he's a former ohio governor or attorney general or something like that from ohio uh, to lead the Consumer Protection Bureau. Well, with all of that stuff going on, this is what's happening in your economy. This is why you should be a member of a credit union. Remember, I support credit unions. I believe in credit unions. I'm a credit union advocate, and I thank you, um, members of NCUA, uh, Mr. Banks, Ms. Uh, Sharon Daigle, for having me at the conference on yesterday and allowing me to be able to participate and share what I believe in about the credit union. So this is this is perfect timing and of course I'm going to get off that soapbox but you know, you know, uh I'm a big supporter of credit unions and of course this is one of our this is one of our advertisers uh Grow Financial uh will be right back and then I have a call here on the line who wants to bring about a very important question. And with that, so we'll be back in 30 seconds. And now, your all-star loan lineup from Grove Financial. Leading off, Vehicle Loans. Batting second, Grove Visa Credit Card. Third, Grove Student Loans. And batting cleanup, the big guy, Home Loans. Holy cow, it's a grand slam from Grove Financial. Just look at those low rates. Apply today at GroveFinancial.org. Grove Financial Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and an equal housing lender. Okay, I know you can tell I really love credit unions. Okay, okay. Listen, I have a caller on the line, and we actually talked, I guess it was about a year ago, which, by the way, we are at our uh, year anniversary 
of doing blog talk radio, things are going great and expanding. But this is this is this caller. She she, she has a situation and she wants to bring her bring a question on the air. Now, you may hear some breaking up in her line, but it's okay because she has been a faithful listener and we care about what she her questioning. Uh, go ahead. What's your question? Okay, my question was filing a bankruptcy slash foreclosure. Uh, the bankruptcy bankruptcy was for saving my house primarily. I did have debt. I washed everything away. But I'm wondering if you have to wait a year or two years uh, to buy more property. Uh, I've known people that bought property after one year of filing bankruptcy as long as it was discharged. So I'm just curious. Okay, now let me ask you this one important question. What type of bankruptcy did you file? Um, I discharged all the debt. So okay, you a, discharged. Oh, yeah, you filed a Chapter 7. <clears throat> Correct? Yes. Okay, now it's my understanding that under a Chapter 7, once, you're, once you have discharged all the debt, you now start all over. You, are, you become a brand-new person. And because you're not under a debt consolidation loan or bankruptcy where you actually put all of your debt over in a trust and the bankruptcy administrator will take your paycheck and pull portions of your paycheck to pay off your debt. That's not what you did, correct? Correct. I didn't reorganize everything. Okay. No. Great. Well, if that's the case, and if I'm not mistaken, you're you're out of California, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember you. I don't know your name, but I do remember you. Um, now, California. Here, here's the tricky thing, and and I would love for I would love for a uh, an attorney to call in. Matter of fact, we have our guest. I hadn't even mentioned our guest who's coming up later. Her name is Vivian Gaspar, and she has written a new book on. Um, let me make sure I get it right. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing, but it's how to survive your financial crisis. And she may have a perfect answer for that. But with my knowledge of the bankruptcy industry, if you have filed a Chapter 7, now in most of the states, instead of California, and I would have to research California law, but as soon as you file your bankruptcy and it has been discharged by the bankruptcy, court, the bankruptcy courts, they no longer have any precedent over what you do from now, from that point forward. So you can actually turn around and buy property. Now, I've known people, of course, I was in the state of Georgia at the time, but I have known people that file a Chapter 7 today because I was in the car industry. And once they got their discharge letter, they turned around and bought a brand new car the next week. Just that quick. Okay. So because because once it's had once your debt has been discharged, then the bankruptcy court says, Okay, this individual can no longer pay this debt. So we're going to discharge all of it. She is now free and clear of you debtors. If you put your name, you know, you file bankruptcy against all those debtors. Now once that happens, you now fall off of the radar. They'll put it on your credit report where you filed the chapter seven, but you are now free to start all over again. Okay. Because you don't have to want much stuff. And everyone keeps telling me, oh, you have to wait two years. 
I'm in the real estate market, and I've known people for one year. I mean, I know you're going to get a higher interest rate. Right. Now, I'm willing to fight that one because interest rates now are, you know, 4%, 5%. Exactly. And now, if you see, here's the, here's the beautiful side of that picture. If you decided to buy a house today, Okay, your bankruptcy has been discharged. You decide to buy a house today, and let's say you got a crazy interest rate of somewhere like eight to ten percent on a house. Well, the beautiful side of it is, if you're paying that house the way you're supposed to, and working with some individuals. Matter of fact, if you would send me an email, I, I want I want to send you over some information uh, of a gentleman that I'm working with. Uh, he's with a company called Business Credit Masters, and what they do is they not only work on, you know, you know, your business credit, but they also work to improve your personal credit. Not just helping you get stuff off of your credit report, but also giving you advice and suggestions of how to put stuff on your credit report. Good stuff that can actually help you out. So send me an email at the show, that's T H E S H O W at legallysteel.com. And I'll get. I'll make sure I get that information over to you. But I think you are in a pretty good position right now where you're standing to be able to actually go out and buy a property. That's if you can get a loan, because the you know the the whole that's a whole nother story. The whole lending industry is so upside down right now, and banks are really trying to hold on to as much money as they can. Now let me ask you a question: Are you a member of a credit union? I am. Um, but the best part about it is is I just uh, joined a corporation and working in the collection bill in the for bank. So they <laughs> offer us a discount. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> but I'm just thinking to myself, I can use it to my advantage and always refinance. True, exactly. If you can get into the property now, you can refinance later. You do a year of good payments, paying your mortgage the way you're supposed to, then you can, right. turn, around, you can turn around and refi that. Because I can tell you, you know, based on uh, what's happening, we did a show last week on the debt ceiling. Based on what's happening in the country and listening to the officials from the National Credit Union Administration on yesterday, this market is not going to change anytime soon. And to add to that, they stated that the state of Florida and the state of California, even after the housing market hit its bottom, even after it hits its bottom, Florida and California have even further to go. So now is a very good time if you can manage it, if you can get into it. Now would be a great time to actually get into a house. So use that by all means if you're if you're if you're, the bank will allow you to do it. Get it. But, yeah, you don't have to wait. I don't know where this, this whole wait one or two years come from because even in a year, you're still going to have the bankruptcy on your credit report, which is going to stay there seven to ten years. Should be right. seven years on a Chapter 7. Um, I did make the mistake because I didn't have insurance, so I have a, a medical. But that's still expl- – uh, medical on your credit report isn't as bad as a credit card on your credit report. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I said, send me that email, and I'm going to get that information over to you. I think it'll be worth your worth your while. Thank you. I appreciate your help. You did help me before, uh, gave me some uh, nuggets of knowledge, and I appreciate it. Well, you know what? That's what I'm here for. I'm here for you. And what is your name, by the way? We've been talking for a year. What is your name? Rita. 
See, you're going to have to see your phone's breaking up. Send me that email with your information, and that way, the next time I talk to you, I'll call you by your name and not the caller. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call. No problem. Thank you for calling. Well, individuals, there you have it, listeners. This is this is what's happening in our economy. Um, there are a lot of things that are going on, and people are in desperate straits right now. There are these are these are tough times that we're living in, and those of you who know me and who've been listening to me faithfully. You know that I don't I only bring things to you that matter most to your wallet. I don't bring politics. However, we do talk about issues on this show. And I can tell you, um those clowns, those clowns in Washington right now, they still can't get it together. They still can't get it together today. We are 2 weeks away. 2 weeks away from all hell breaking loose in the economy two weeks away, and they still can't get it together. They had a meeting last night. Matter of fact, they should be having an emergency meeting right now with the president, the speaker of the house, the minority whip, the Senate leader, and the um, the Senate the Senate majority and a majority leader. These people should be meeting with the president right now to talk about this debt. You got one say that well we want to cut spending, the other one say we want to raise taxes. Um, I don't care what you do, fix the problem. You cannot tell me and any of the people that are listening to my show or people that are living in America, you cannot tell us to pay our debt if you don't pay yours. You can't tell me what will happen to me if I don't pay my debt, but you don't pay yours. The Regardless of what you think about the president, regardless of what you think about the Speaker of the House, um, the Senate leader, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we are all Americans. We're all Americans, and we have to make this thing work together. So if one falls, we all fall. And I don't know about you, but I don't plan on falling. I'm a winner, and I plan on winning. So I wish I wish our political leaders felt like winning. So, listen, it should be, uh, we're coming up on 20 past the hour, and I'm looking for my guest, my guest, Vivian Gaspar. If you're out there, Vivian, we're looking forward to talking to you. Please tell me you are coming on. My guests are waiting to hear from you, and we really want to talk about debt debt and business, and how you can fix what you need to fix to make things happen. So, uh, listen, give us a call. I love talking to you. I love taking on any questions. If I don't know the answer to your question, I'll make sure that I get the answer to your question. But give us a call, 347-637-1008, And I'd love to take your question on the air, and I'll be right back. Hey, Blog Talk listeners, this is SC of the Legally Steel Show. We're now expanding our markets into the Tampa Bay and Arkansas markets. I want to follow you in your car. 
Hey, if you happen to miss us at 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings here on Blog Talk Radio, you can always tune in to the Tan Talk Network and find us at www.tantalk1340.com. We'll also be video live streaming where you'll get a chance to see my mug as well as all of our interesting guests that we have in studio. I look forward to talking to you and hearing about issues that matter most to your wallet. Always on the Legally Steal Show, keeping it live Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Tan Talk Radio. Talk to you soon. Peace. And I'm back. Um, I've been talking about this wonderful young lady. Um, she and I had a great conversation on yesterday. And she is best-selling author of her brand-new book, How to Survive Your Financial Crisis. And I want you to listen to her because she's been in this. She's been in the trenches, and she can tell you about it from the legal side and from her knowledge-based professional side on it. Vivian, how are you doing? Hi, good morning. How are you today? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Listen, thank you. Thank you for being on the show today. And uh, if you would, tell us about a little bit about Vivian and then tell us about how we can survive our financial crisis. Certainly. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Vivian Gaspar, and I've been working for the last two and a half years, uh, most recently, with an attorney who focuses on mortgage modification. He's worked with all the major lenders, and what, uh, what I was doing for him is speaking to the public through public um, educational programs, uh, through civic organizations, libraries, you know, Kiwanis groups, Rotaries, Lions, such as that, uh, library groups and just wanted to get out there and let people know the truth versus fiction regarding mortgage modification and what the foreclosure process entails so people understand uh, to not be in a panic situation if they actually have more time than they think and what not to do. Um, There's a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, misconceptions out there regarding mortgage modification, and unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of things out there that the public does not realize and that is very, very shocking. And wow. uh, we all know that finances on the, on the national level, uh, especially how banks operate, is unfortunately politically tied. And that's why there's a lot of things that are not being covered in the news. Because Absolutely. Well, the politicians don't want you to know because, well, there's a one word for it, lobbyists. <laughs> the banks have paid a tremendous amount of money for things not to get out there. And that so, is some of what I can tell you. Wow. See, see, Vivian, Which isn't covered in the book, though, because I won't put this <laughs> stuff in the book. Are you kidding? I'm not crazy. I don't need men in black suits at my door. <laughs> you don't think so what I can share with you now, a lot of it is not covered in the book, but for the, uh, you know, lots of great information, you certainly can still get the book. Uh, but there's, a, there's juicy tidbits I can share with you today that uh, I will not put in writing. <laughs> I, believe me, I understand. You don't want the G-man knocking at your door. Hey, Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, it's all. It could all be researched and eventually found out. But it's it's very unfortunate that it's not more widely known. But let's face the truth: they're gearing up this year for next year's big political elections. Absolutely, and, but they're being very, very cautious. Let's 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 face that truth. But unfortunately, it's hurting millions upon millions uh, of the American public. Well, you know, honestly, I just finished it you know, right before you came on. Um, I just finished calling those guys a bunch of clowns, like I always do. And and I have a background in politics, but and I can tell you, 
Um, you can't tell me from a national level to pay my bills, to get myself in order, to get my house in order, my financial house, if you can't get your financial house in order. And, Absolutely. you know, so they're supposed to be having an emergency meeting here, I think, at 11 o'clock in D.C., and, you know, about getting this thing together. And we're two weeks away, two weeks away, and people – we. We as individuals understand what the heck is going to happen if we can't pay our bills. We already know that. I mean, I just had a lady call in from California, and her question was she filed, she called me last year, and I gave her a little bit of information, but she filed a Chapter 7, discharged all of her debt, and she was told basically that she had to wait two years before she could try to buy anything else. What do you have to say to that? Well, first of all, and when you say anything else, uh, I do want to be clear that uh, I do know a lot about bankruptcy, uh, and a lot of the laws are federal, by the way, so it applies everywhere. Even though I'm calling in from a different state than you guys are in, it doesn't matter. Bankruptcy laws are on a federal level, just like dealing with lenders. I mean, we're talking Bank of America is called that for a reason. Their loans are all over America. It doesn't matter what state you're in, as well as, and I'm not picking on just them. Okay, let me be clear. We've obviously worked with a lot of different lenders. No, you don't have to. Listen, listen, you don't have to pick on them. I pick on them all the time. (laughs) But I'm just going to say they're on the same class as uh, Citigroup and Wells Fargo, as well as you know uh, Chase. All the very large lenders. So I just want to know from this point going forward, when I say lenders, I'm Mm -hmm. speaking about the very large ones. By the way, we all know there's been a lot of mergers and acquisitions in the last Mm -hmm. several years, Mm -hmm. which means over 100 million mortgages in this country are held by less than 10 lenders. Wow. And those are the ones with the powerful lobbyists. Wait, wait, Vivian, wait. Say that again. Well, think about this. You have, you have we all know that there was a lot of mortgage companies lenders the same thing right there right. were a lot of mergers and acquisitions I mean world savings which by the way is one of the big originators of uh, the pick a pay mortgage where you had the negative amortization I'm sure we all heard about that okay <laughs> yeah world savings created their own program and do you know how I know about this how? before I started working with the attorney. I was a mortgage originator, and I sat in world savings seminars for for loan officers. I was a loan officer since 2004. Right. And do you know what they used to teach? What? Loan officers. I sat in a room with 150, 200 loan officers by a seminar given by world savings, who, by the way, was bought out by Wachovia, who was recently bought out by Wells Fargo. Okay, see the train? Oh, yeah. And I sat in the seminars for loan officers, and you know what they clearly said? Here's how you can make four points on each loan. You have two points on the back uh, that they will give us, and go ahead, feel free to charge two points on the front, and look how you're making four points on each loan. And that's why, you know, they actually taught, you know, they always say, oh, these unscrupulous loan officers. By the way, just to let you know, I didn't do that. If you're getting two points in the back, I was happy with that, so I didn't charge my clients two points in the front. I never did, just to let you know. If the lenders are paying me, I was happy with that, because obviously loan officers are all commissioned, so I have to make a living. But if I'm getting paid by the lender, I'm not going to charge the customer. That's unscrupulous. But they were teaching everyone to do it in very large seminars. And then they're explaining how this pick-and-pay loan worked, and all they cared about is to to leverage – the skew of the knowledge on this loan 
And most, unfortunately, most loan officers stuck people in that negative amortizing loan and just yeah. selling on the cheapest payment you have available, not caring about what's going to happen two, three years down the road. Right. And those loans I'm talking about was done 2004, 2005, some barely in 2006. Mm-hmm. But think about how many people were caught in that situation where if you started, I'll tell you, because um, I actually uh, know several people that went into it. And I'll tell you, I really didn't sell those very much. I only uh, explained it to business owners who desperately needed a low payment to manage when they had hard times. Exactly. And a seasonal business, and when they had better times, I told them very, very clearly, you must make that higher payment option. And I was right. very careful. I spent two hours explaining this to people very carefully. Unfortunately, I came to find out I was the anomaly, that most everyone else <laughs> was just saying, look at this wonderful low payment. Don't you want it? Don't you want it? And unfortunately, um, you know, that's where uh, most people have caught themselves caught. I mean, I actually uh, was in a transitional period in my life where I bought a house and did go into one of those uh, loans because mm-hmm. but I knew what I was doing. I, I wagered. Right the situation. Right. And uh but I'll tell you something. I was forced to make low payments for a while and I ended up ca- catching myself to ready for this. The what? payment and this is what happened to people. When the payment adjusted, my mortgage payment including taxes and insurance and everything, the low payment was right. two thousand a month. Now keep in mind I live in New Jersey or you know exactly. higher, et cetera. <laughs> but two thousand a month for me was a great deal. Okay. Right now I'm gotcha. renting a house for more. This right. was in 2006. Two years later, two and a half years later, guess what happened? What? I know it because jumped. What did it jump to? It went to, ready for this? Yeah. Because it's my mortgage, so I'm telling you the truth. 3700 Almost wow. double. From 2000 to 3700 Okay. The only okay. way I could have gotten out of that is the only one way. Short sale. Short sale. So one of yep. the things I do in my book is explain the difference between short sale foreclosure, regular sale, tax sale, these are all extremely distinctly different. And if someone's having a hard time, they must understand these differences. This is what I lecture on. On my website um, for the book, I I even show, I actually do a lot of public speaking, associations, corporations, um, civic organizations. People must understand this. I actually spoke two days ago at a rotary group uh, around my area where there were 50 people, 50 professionals in the audience. Right. And uh, at the end of the half hour I was speaking, I said, did everybody know what I just said? Because you guys are all professionals. And I had at least 10, 15 people come up to me and say that they really did not, never knew this information before. And they were quite amazed and grateful. This one lady actually owned a title company and she didn't know everything I was telling about banks. Well, listen, I can tell you um, what, you know, basically audience, what Vivian is saying is simply this. Uh, if you can, you can be around the industry, and you could have been around the industry for years, but you may not know the difference. And with her book, it's going to explain to you what a short sale is. A lot of people don't have a clue of what a short sale is. I was in the industry a long time as an investor, and uh, really didn't understand what a short sale was. Heard about it, but didn't understand what a short sale or a fire sale or you know a tax sale. Her book is going to explain that to you, and that's why it's called How to Survive Your Financial Crisis. Now, Vivian, your book is a compilation, correct? 
Absolutely, because um, helping the attorney, I actually ended up sitting in the homes of over 200 families in the last two and a half years. Wow. Really, because what I did is I wanted everyone to make sure they had the highest level of possibility of getting approved for these federal mortgage modification programs. Right. And the reason um, it was very difficult to get approved is, let's look at this logically. Your bank, who you've made your mortgage payments to for years possibly, it's an adversarial relationship. They want the money you agreed to pay. You want to break and pay less. This is what it boils down to. Look, look, and that's putting it mildly, an adversarial You want to pay less. They want their money. This is as simple as it gets. Exactly. if the average person we deal with, or again, in my area where I deal with, because the payments are so high, saves $1,000 a month for five years, if you look at it from the bank's perspective, they're getting $1,000 less a month for five years. Do you think Absolutely. they want that to happen? No. Heck no. <laughs> so they will do everything to catch people, sometimes completely illegally, and a lot of times it is, and they'll say you're denied falsely. And they'll make the guidelines so difficult to understand that you have to actually sometimes be psychic and just get lucky. It's like winning the lottery if you don't know what you're doing. And that's why, if you look in the media, they've declared the mortgage modification programs to be an ultimate failure because the banks have denied them to a level of criminal action is how they've uh, basically completely ignored federal guidelines that were enacted. And I, by wow. the way, it's not me saying this. I've no. had attorneys come up and say this to me who have been following it but not involved in it. Right. Wow. See, we will hear about it in the news, and I know the audience listening, you've heard about it in the news. By the way, give up, you know, give Vivian a call. You have a question. You can reach us at 347-637-1008. That's 347-637-1008. Um, we hear about it in the news of how this this loan modification, this federal loan modification, uh, mortgage modification is is you know not working, and most people don't know why. I mean, if you're talking about the federal government says work, banks work with the homeowners to modify their loans, why isn't that being done? What is the real motive, Vivian? Oh, I can behind, tell you. <laughs> yeah, please do. What is the real? Oh, I can definitely tell you. Let me finish uh, the, the, the the simple thought that needs to get out there, please. It's okay. really important to understand that, like I said, if, if the federal guideline, the HAMP program, known as the Making Home Affordable, as you could find the most of the parameters in makinghomeaffordable.gov, right? Yeah. And you uh, suspect that the lenders, especially those who receive TARP money, and the reason I say that is almost all the very large ones did. And by the way, right after they received these billions of dollars in, oh, they're too big to fail money, right? Right. Uh, They actually were asked on CNN and and other major networks, what are they spending the money on? And they flatly refused to answer in many cases. If you look up radio transcripts, television interviews, transcripts, they are refusing to answer where the money went. Right. Number one. Number two. Um, it is also very important to understand is when they put you on hold, if you call into the loss mitigation, de- mitigation department, which mm-hmm. is the phone number you call for mortgage modification to these lenders, if you have a mortgage, you're the, you're the homeowner, right. you're doing it yourself, number one, they will deliberately put people on, on hold for hours at a time 
for months at a time. They will say they lost documentation repeatedly. Why? They want people to just throw their hands up in the air, give up, and get their money to continue making the payments any which way they can. And I've even heard from people where I've sat in their homes, and this is definitely true. I will examine their paperwork personally. Uh-huh. Major lenders telling people, ready for this? What? They don't care where they're getting the money from. Maybe they should liquidate 401ks. And people have done it per their lender's prompting. <laughs> Does anyone understand the full magnitude of that? And I'm uh, not talking a local little bank. I am talking one of the big uh, lenders we named earlier. So I'm not going to say specifically me. which one. But do you understand what will happen oh, yeah. with your taxes? Who would you rather owe money to? Your lender or the IRS for the next decade? Uh, not my lender. Well, would you would we rather not owe the money to the IRS, where there will be infinite amount of taxes and penalties? Right. Every, what will every happen? Yeah, every year, of course. If you liquidate your four hundred one k, you're gonna get crashed. The IRS is gonna love you. They're gonna love you for a long time, and the lender. Hey, let's face it. The lender is a business just like any other business. Exactly. And if you liquidate something just to pay off that, they're happy. They could care less what happens to you. They could care less if you're able to retire. They could care less if you're able to pay your medical bill, your electric bill. They could care less. I got my money and I'm gone. Exactly. Uh, uh, listen, um, this is why this is why it's very important to hear individuals like Vivian speak. And you know, I only bring people on the show that are passionate about what they believe in, and I'm only going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. And I'm telling you, I can't wait to get my copy of How to Survive Your Financial Crisis because this is information that I'm going to be bringing to you. Vivian, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to be bringing it to the audience because these are things you need to know about, you want to know about. If you don't, you're just throwing your money down the drain. Absolutely. And by the way, along the lines of what you just said, throwing your money down the drain, people need to to realize there's finite situations that apply to their mortgage payments. For example, if you found yourself a few months behind, you're now two, three months behind in your mortgage, you need to understand that there are cases where your lender, uh, number one, they will not accept partial payments. Number two, if you're making a partial payment, I just spoke to a gentleman last week who said he's been making partial payments for the last six, seven months. And I said, well, they don't accept it. What they do is they will hold that partial payment aside until you complete that month's payment. So for easy numbers, let's say your mortgage payment's $2,000 total, including taxes, obviously. Right. Now, well, if you throw them a thousand, you say pay a thousand dollars, and you're trying to pay, for example, your backup. You're trying to pay June's payment, and it's July, and they will not make that payment account towards that month's payment until they receive it in full. So, if now in August you pay the rest of that thousand dollars, the other thousand dollars to make the two thousand for June, now you've paid June. You know, they're oh, not going to apply partial payments. This is really important information to realize. And yeah. If you're much more behind, their threshold, and sometimes depends on the state because the states are different for their foreclosure process. It is a legal process. Unfortunately, some states are as short as four, uh, five, six months, and they're done. They're foreclosed. However, other states, you could stay in their home 
two, one and a half to two years and stay and without making a single payment before your foreclosure. And the way to understand how long you truly have, since this is a, a legal process by state, right. is to call your county sheriff's department in the state you reside on, you know, your county. Right. And there's a real estate area of the county sheriff's department and ask them. Learn from a third party what the true process is. Someone who does not have financial gain. Your sheriff's department does not have financial gain. Do not ask the lender. They want their money. Of course. And do not ask um, like an attorney. They want you to hire them to prevent the foreclosure. Always ask advice by someone who's not personally going to have benefit or financial gain from your situation, like the sheriff's department. Exactly. They don't have anything to gain, but right. they're the ones who actually execute the foreclosure known as a sheriff's sale. And something well, else extremely important if you I would like to share with everyone. Go ahead. If your taxes are not escrowed, your tax sale, which means you don't pay your taxes, but you don't realize how important that is, so you're just making the mortgage payment because you feel like the taxes are a lot lower than your mortgage payment is, right? and you're having a very hard time. So you now are caught where you're keeping up a little bit with your mortgage. Maybe you're a couple months behind, but you're mm-hmm. letting the taxes go, not realize how important that is. <laughs> a right. tax sale will happen sooner than a foreclosure. Absolutely. And, then the more, and the easy way to no longer have to worry about paying the taxes that are not escrowed, ready for this? How? Tell your lender that you cannot afford to pay your taxes. They will not want that house for a tax sale because then they will lose their investment in the property in their mortgage. For easy numbers, if your taxes... Stop. You you need to say that again because that's a strategy. That's a strategy that a person could use. If you're in a home and your home is in foreclosure, listen to this strategy. This is really important. Very simple. Your quarterly taxes are coming up. Let's let's say as an example you owe one hundred fifty thousand on your mortgage. Your tax your quarterly tax payment's a thousand dollars for easy numbers and you're having a very difficult time, your quarterly taxes are due and you're very stressed. Well, all you have to do is call up your lender. I don't care who the lender is. This works the same everywhere. You tell your lender you cannot afford your taxes they will make sure it's paid and get on them if they forget. And I say it, lenders are made up by, well, many people. employees, <laughs> people. Some people will make mistakes and you'll pay for it. Here's how you just chase them down. They ultimately will always want that, that taxes, the taxes on that house paid because here is the um, order of lien positions on your home. Ready? Right. I don't okay. care if you have a three hundred thousand, one hundred thousand, or a million dollar mortgage on your home. The first lien position on that home is always the government, aka the taxes. So for the average person, let's say you owe one hundred fifty thousand or two hundred thousand on that home, and your taxes annually are say five thousand. Did you know that the government, for not paying that five thousand dollars, will foreclose, known as a tax sale? After only about six months to a year, depending upon, of course, your local area. Right. Which is normally faster than not paying your mortgage company. So first comes the government for taxes. Then comes, for lien position, your mortgage company. After that is your second mortgage. And then after, if you have an equity line. So 
think about it. If you have two mortgages, there's right. actually three lien holders on Absolutely. your home. Absolutely. First, the government, the taxes, your first mortgage company, then your second mortgage company. That is why when the mortgage companies started going out of business, the very first ones to go out of business were companies that only specialized in second mortgages and equity lines. Right. So that's why right now, if you can't pay your equity line or your second mortgage, and it's, again, presumably it's a different company than your first mortgage company, because obviously mm-hmm. it's the same company, it's a lot trickier. Right. Let's say hypothetically you have a first mortgage with um, Wells Fargo. Right. You have a second mortgage with um, Chase. Mm-hmm. And let's say your first mortgage is 150000 total debt. Mm-hmm. Your second mortgage with Chase is hypothetically $30,000. Well, guess what? Chase knows, you know, the second mortgage company, and I don't care who the lenders are, I'm giving the example. Absolutely. Second mortgage company fully realizes that if push comes to shove and a lot of people owe more money than the total liens against it, you know, the the total liens they owe are more money than the value nowadays. That's called being upside down. Right. The second mortgage company realizes if there's a foreclosure, they will likely get nothing if you're in that situation. So nowadays, ready for this? What's I will that? explain what an offer in compromise is as it relates to a second mortgage. Okay. Many times they will accept 10 to 20 cents on the dollar. Let's translate. A $30,000 mortgage? Yeah. You can 20... pay only 3000 to $6,000 and the rest will be forgiven. Wow. Wow. Because it's better for them to get some money than in the event of a foreclosure, no money. And all of this is in your book, correct? Uh, Well. Some of it, yeah. Some of this I can. (laughs) (laughs) Most of it, yes. Like the part what I just said about the offer and compromise, it's it's covered. But the point is, you think that the the company who's holding that $30,000 really wants everyone to know that? No, they'd rather people struggle Uh, to make that payment. (laughs) Of course, of course. Wow. So these are the tips that I give out when I do my public uh, public speaking. I'm a paid keynote speaker in a many different okay. forums. And the reason I work at um, not just associations, you know, like associations have their week, you know, their monthly meetings of whatever kind of association, but mm-hmm. also corporations, because think about it. Just because someone's employed doesn't mean their personal life is in complete order financially. They could have a spouse that's unemployed. They could have a child with a disability and they're paying $100 an hour for a tutor or something like that. Like, Unfortunately, autism is so high and people don't have the resources. They're putting themselves in deep debt to right. take care of their child with a tutor or a personal uh, uh, therapist. But exactly. guess what? There is a chapter in my book on how to get free or low-cost government assistance for children with any kind of a challenge from age 0 to 21, and people don't realize it. That's why it's a pretty thick chapter in the book. Wow. How thick is the book? Because you have a lot. 20 pages. It's 39 chapters. That's a lot of information. 15 chapters for small business owners. Wow. Oh, 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 whoa, stop, stop, stop. Now, that's my passion. You say you have how many chapters for small business owners? Out of 39 chapters, because I've been a, an entrepreneur for most of my life, I mm-hmm. cared very deeply about the plight because we all know the money from the government went to big businesses, Absolutely. not the average struggling small business owner. And by the way, in my heart, a all-commission salesperson is a small business owner for Absolutely. their own little aspect of their business, even if they work for a company, because Absolutely. they're managing their own um, little business within that company as an all-commission salesperson, and so they count. 
15 chapters out of 39, and the, one of the thickest chapter of those is for marketing. Wow. Listen, audience, if you're listening to the sound of Vivian's voice, you need <laughs> to, you really do. And, you know, I'm, and I encourage it. I only bring you things that I believe in. I encourage you to get a copy of her book, How to Survive Your Financial Crisis. Vivian, if you would, tell us how, and I'm, of course I'm going to post it on the blog. It's already on the blog. People can check out the blog. They can go to the web, and they'll be able to look at it and pull it up, see, see a, 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 you know, your beautiful picture. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I actually and, just had it up here on the front co- cover of several local newspapers. I'm having a book signing next week, and I've had a nice article on the front page of many local newspapers to me. So thank good you. Good deal. Good deal. So 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 how can how can a listener uh, get a copy of your book, or or where can they go and research your book? Uh, my book has its own website, which is simply the name of the title of the book plus dot com. So how to Survive your financial crisis.com. How to survive your financial crisis.com. And if you go to uh, product catalog right there, you can easily buy a copy of the book that will be immediately shipped out to you. Good deal. Good deal. I mean, this is this is very useful information. And audience, I'm telling you, as soon as I get my copy, I'm going to be going through those 39 chapters. And I plan on having Vivian on. On the air again, Vivian. I know I didn't ask, but hopefully you <laughs> <You're> will. <asking> now. <laughs> hopefully you will join us again, and so we can talk about some of the chapters of your book and 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 how they pertain to the everyday listener. Of course, my pleasure. As many times as you'd like. Well, not a problem, Vivian. Listen, um, I'm actually debuting this afternoon at 3 p.m. in the in the Tampa Bay and Arkansas markets. Oh, very good. I'm very impressed to hear that. Thank you. Well, well, I would be delighted if you would share some of that information again with me this afternoon. I oh. know it's, I know it's short notice, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, what time? It's going to be... Probably we'll have you on a little after 3, probably about 3.15, and we can okay. talk if that's Okay. I'll, I'll, sure. I promise you, I pr- Vivian. I promise you, I'll only grab you for about fifteen or twenty minutes. No, no, it's, about- it's fine. I just, ha- uh, I would be happy to do that. Thank you. Okay. Well, I tell you what. Once we get off the show, I'll give you a call, and we can talk more about the details of it. But I Certainly. appreciate it. So, audience, listen. If you didn't get it this morning, you're going to have a chance to get it again this evening, and that's on our that's on our Tan Talk. Network. Uh, here's the promo because it can tell you better. Vivian, listen, I look forward to talking to you soon. I really enjoyed our conversation and um, look forward to chatting again with you this afternoon. Very, very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Vivian. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hey, Blog Talk listeners, this is SC of the Legally Steel Show. We're now expanding our markets into the Tampa Bay and Arkansas markets. I want to follow you in your car. Hey, if you happen to miss us at 10 a.m. on Saturday mornings here on Blog Talk Radio, you can always tune in to the Tan Talk Network and find us at www.tantalk1340.com. We'll also be video live streaming where you'll get a chance to see my mug as well as all of our interesting guests that we have in studio. I look forward to talking to you and hearing about issues that matter most to your wallet. 
always on the Legally Steal Show. Keeping it live Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Tan Talk Radio. Talk to you soon. Peace. You know, I really should hire that guy to do my promo. God, sexy guy, sexy voice. Man, okay, enough of gloating on myself. Uh, I Listen, again, again, um, I really do hope you get a chance to look at Vivian's book. It is really um, a great compilation of years of knowledge that she's picked up to actually give you information that matters most to your wallet. There are things in there, and, and, and I'll tell you this, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I do like looking behind the numbers. I do like looking behind the scene to see what is going on and how things work. And I like to bring that information to you because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's some stuff going on in this country that you need to know about uh, when you are the ones who are, who are providing the money and taking care of everything. There are things that you need to know about. And her book, How to Survive Your Financial Crisis, is a great way of giving you information. And, of course, all of her contact information is in there. So if you have a question, you'll easily be able to pick it up. Or you can you know, simply email me at the show at LegallySteal.com, the show at LegallySteal.com, and I'll make sure I get that question answered for you. Um, again, uh, if you got a chance to or if you didn't see uh, my interview on national TV on yesterday, I will make sure that I have it up on the blog and post it so the world can know about the negotiating experience. And remember, you can't buy the negotiating experience in a store. So you ask yourself, why is this guy creating this book that's not for sale? Well, I think of the book in this way. The book is for sale, but it's not for sale to the individual. The book is for sale to credit unions. I want credit unions to get the book and provide it to you, the member, as a benefit, as a benefit for joining the credit union. That's what the book is designed to do. It's packed with knowledge that will save you thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars, not just on the purchase of the car, not just on the financing of the car, but also on the insurance of the car. So if you desire the book, contact your credit union. Contact your credit union and tell them about the negotiating experience. Tell them they can look me up. Uh, they can actually look up the negotiatingexperience.com. Tell your credit union that you'd like to get a copy of the book and have them give me a call. Listen. Uh, before I go off the air, today is a is a special day. Of course, there are a lot of us that have birthdays, but today is a special day because my sister and my nephew both have birthdays today. Carla, I love you. Happy birthday. And to my nephew, Landis, I'm going to beat you. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Guys, enjoy your birthdays and, you know, really relax and enjoy this day. And, of course, tell everybody, everybody who's listening to me, tell everybody about the show. This is real. This is real talk. We're not just blowing steam on Saturdays. We're bringing you beautiful, knowledgeable, thought-provoking information that you can use in your life to change your financial status, to change your financial life. Little things. Little things that you need to know about. This stuff is out there, 
and it's not packaged. It's not in a package deal where you can just find it, except if you look at Vivian's book. And even then, she said, I can't tell you all of this information because I don't want the men in black suits standing at my door. And I can understand that. I mean, her safety is first. She wants to get out the information, but her safety is first. Uh, but get a copy of her book. Go to her website, How to, Fi- How to Survive Your Financial Crisis. Uh, it's a picture with a fireman standing on it that you'll be able to take a look at and get the book. Order a copy of the book. It'll be worth it. And hopefully she's going to have it on um, what's the little e-reader things, Kindle, Kindle, Net Inbook or Netbook or uh, Nook. Nook, I think that's what it is, Nook. Uh, hopefully she's going to have it where you can download it in an e-book. Uh, it's a sizable book, 300, and 300 plus pages, I think you said, 394 pages. But it'll be well worth it. And once I get my copy again, I'm going to make sure I share information with you of what's going on. Um, I am going to get out of here because I actually got to drive across town to get to the studio. Remember, that's www.tan, T-A-N, Tango Alpha Network, tantalk1340.com. Tune in today at 3 p.m. You'll see my mug on the um, on the video stream, and you'll be able to listen in worldwide on that website. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I had my national interview. Well, another national interview yesterday. I'm starting to talk like I'm getting important here. Uh, but I won't ever be too important to bring you information that matter most to your wallet. But definitely, make sure you tune in today. Spread the word. We are growing by leaps and bounds. I'm very happy that we've hit our year anniversary on Blog Talk Radio. And this is when you know, and I'm going to get off the air, but this is when you know you're doing something right. When other companies start coming after you to be on their blog, when they want you to move your radio show from a platform that you've built up into them, that's when you know you're doing stuff right. So we're going to keep doing it, keep moving forward, keep pushing forward, and keep bringing you issues simply that matter most to your wallet. Always on the Legally Steal Show. This is SC. I'm signing out, and I will talk with you again at 3 p.m. Peace.